are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Hi, Embassy Church. I'm just really thrilled to be able to share with you today. You know, when your pastor asked if I would share for a few weeks, I got very excited about it. I I felt like that was a God thing, and I really, and I knew right away what I should first be sharing about, and I think it will be of great benefit to your hearts, and that's always the goal of God, because he is the God of the heart who wants to touch our hearts. And, uh, you know, I've, I've known Glenn since, you know, the dinosaurs roamed. We've known each other a long time. And, of course, Joan, just, uh, yeah, I love your family. I love. And I was at your church a few years ago for CFCM. Just loved, loved everything about it. So thank you for welcoming me into your homes today. I'm just so pleased to be here. And let's ask the Holy Spirit to just really minister to us. He has such a way of getting to our heart, you know. The preacher may preach, but there's a word within the word that can touch, touch your heart. And, and where you need it, God knows how to do it. So that's what I'm expecting today in Jesus' name. Scripture says this, Romans 14, 17. In the Passion, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but is in the realm of the Holy Spirit. That the kingdom of God is in the realm of of the Holy Spirit. It's not in this realm, it's the realm of the Holy Spirit, and that we bring that realm to the earth through Him, filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Serving the anointed one by walking in these kingdom realities pleases God and earns the respects of others. So then, make it your top priority to live a life of peace. Wow. With harmony in your relationships, eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. Major deal is to encourage. You know, one of the meanings of encourage means to put in courage. Uh, as our job as believers, to put in courage. Discouragement means to take courage out. And we are the courageous people that God has called us to be. But it says here, you know, that righteousness, peace, and joy. That's the Holy Ghost stuff. That's a filling with the Holy Spirit stuff. And righteousness means as it should be. That's the bottom line of righteousness. So uh, we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, that's because he has made it as it should be. The be. In the beginning, that we would be connected to him as it should be. So he calls us to righteousness as it should be. So unrighteousness is as it shouldn't be. So he's always pulling us back to the path. Listen, this is as it should be. This is where you benefit. This is your bliss. And I felt, you know, that scripture says, uh, don't forget his benefits. In the middle of all this crazy time, don't forget his benefits. Uh, you're looking around at things that are happening, but he has benefits that for his kids, right? And so, the, and the key thing there to me is peace, but also joy. A third of the kingdom is joy. Hallelujah. Laugh. The third of the kingdom is joy. And, and then, of course, peace. Peace can mean so many things. And this is really what I felt to minister today was in the power of peace, that it is a spiritual power, the power of peace. Peace can mean freedom from disturbances. We like that part. Uh, suggesting quiet and tranquility. But that's not, not always what peace is. Peace is not passive. Peace is not always the absence of, of conflict. Peace is what's happening on the inside of you and that you carry that power of peace. Peace has a binding and authoritative power to it. 
a place where the enemy is defeated. The enemy is defeated at the place of peace. Story, Jim Zirkel, uh, some of you may know who he is, but he was a minister in, in Guatemala. He came to our church a long time ago, but I never remembered this story. I always remember this story. He said that they were, you know, starting just different churches and he had planted a church really in the middle of the jungle. And they had like the walls up, you know, halfway and then it was open, then a roof. And he says, the first day it was just pouring rain, but man, they were in that church praising God. And he says, he looked out and he could see the guerrilla soldiers coming out of the bush. And he knew they had come to destroy him. And so they're coming and they're coming down the aisle. And he says to the Lord, God, what should I do? Should I call down fire? <laughs> it's kind of where I'd go to, to call down fire. And God says, no, you proclaim peace. So he said, really? And you know how God talks so, so quickly in those few seconds. So he just says, thank you, God, for the power of peace. Thank you for the power of peace. And that those enemies came up to the pulp, come to the pulpit area, and they could go no further. It was like an invisible wall. And they just freaked out. It says they were going through the way, you know, this way, jumping through full of mud and water, and they just took off. He says, that night, there's a knock on the door, and he opened it up, and it was this uh, head of that group of, of soldiers and you figure, oh, I'm dead now. But the guy says to him, tell me what power it was that kept me from killing you. And he said it was the power of peace. And of course he led him to the Prince of Peace. Listen, peace has power to it. Peace has power to it. Your kids are restless, lay hands on their head, laying hands on their heart, Thank you, God, for peace. Thank you for the power of peace. Uh, we live in a world where things are nuts, are crazy. Thank you, God, for the power of peace, that in the middle of turmoil, you have a power. And you think about it, when you have peace, fear doesn't have room there. Fear does not have room where peace is. Hallelujah. Neither does any other of those strong emotions have room where the spirit of peace is. It has a binding and authoritative spirit. Uh, power, And you see this in Mark 4 and 35. It says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. So he's already in the boat. He was preaching. And the other little boats were also with him. I don't think they mentioned those little boats again. So I'm not quite sure what happened to them. But I'm really glad that we're in the boat that carries Jesus. Right. And, and a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling with water. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? <laughs> you know what? Maybe we feel that. Maybe we've lost jobs. Maybe there's things that have been going on. I said, God, do you not care that we are perishing? I'll tell you something. You will not sink as long as Jesus is in the boat. As long as you just don't jump out, Jesus is in the boat. It says, then he arose and rebuked the wind. Note that. He rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? because he has power over the elements. He is God. He has power over the elements. 
But when, when trouble is, when trouble comes up to us, things come in our way to stop what God wants in our life. And that we need to see things as a realm of an enemy. Hell was trying to stop Jesus from going to the other side of that sea and going to a pagan place and rebuking the devils out of that demonized man who went. And, and you know, when the demonized man, they say the people came and remember the devils all went into the into the pigs. That's quite a story. And, and so and the people are upset because that that was a lot of money. A lot of money went into the sea when the demons went into the pigs. But there was this man sitting clothed who was who chains couldn't even hold him. Chains couldn't even hold him. He says, can I come with you, Jesus? He goes, no. Go and tell people how you were free and tell people about the mercy of God. And that was the message that hell was trying to stop. The storm was not from God. The storm was from the enemy. Here's an interesting part, point. He said he bound the wind. Many times we're trying to get answers. When we need something, we have to rebuke something. That something comes into our lives. Maybe it's a spirit of turmoil or the power of confusion. You know, things that the Holy Ghost can show you. The Holy Ghost can show you. What is this thing? What is this wind that's coming against me? What is that wind, God, that's coming against me? And God will show you. Say, I bind that thing in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that thing in Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of fear. It has no power over me. I rebuke that, that lying spirit. And then, then, hallelujah, by the power of peace, then you can say, peace, be still to troubled waters. Hallelujah. Peace be still to troubled waters. Peace be still to troubled waters. So we rebuke it, and he got to the other side. Hallelujah. The power of peace is a key to operate in God's kingdom. We are the peacemakers. We are the peacemakers. We bring a power with us. And he says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because we trust in him. He will, how is that possible? Perfect peace, perfect peace. Uh, you know, if you go into a place and you have perfect peace, you are different than everyone around you. You have authority. You have the power of authority. Then, you know, peace be still to troubled waters. We have that, your home. Peace be still to troubled waters. Trouble, uh, you know, with you or whatever. Peace be still to troubled waters. Troubling, you know, grabbing things uh, that you need for church, with gathering things, what you need for your home. Peace be still to troubled waters. The troubled waters aren't the problem. It's using the authority that God has given us to speak the power of peace. Peace be still to you in your home today. Peace be still to troubled waters. Hallelujah. And I bind that spirit of hopelessness. Hopelessness, you be lifted off of God's kids. And let the spirit of hope begin to arise. We say, peace be still to troubled waters. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. John 16, 3 says, The things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In this world, you shall have tribulation. Wow, because <laughs> it's not all a garden of roses, is it? You will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What does that mean? He has put us into a kingdom position. 
that we are not in the in the kingdom of this world, that our blessing, our power, our authority comes from another kingdom. We are in the kingdom of God. Isaiah 54, 10 says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will never be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed. You have a covenant of peace with God. And that's why, you know, you know, and I pray for people and maybe going after a certain thing and they may be quite emotional about things they've gone through and we're, we're, we're pinning one thing and we pray about that and break the power of the lie that they believe against himself and thank God to, who is the spirit of peace and the spirit of truth. I tell you, after I finish praying, I'll say, how do you feel? And absolutely. Every time, if we finish what we're doing, every time they say, I feel peace. That is a sign of God in your life, the spirit of peace. And, you know, we are to receive peace. As Christians, I, I believe we receive more than anything else. We, we, are, we are receivers. And receive means to grab hold and bring to yourself. Hallelujah, God. I, I thank you because of what you've given us. I grab hold of peace and I bring it to myself in the name of Jesus, the power of peace. It's a binding power of peace. It binds things, right? It says that um, peace is a binding power that deprives the world of its power. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And, and we are supposed to have our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, right? Ephesians 6.15. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So when you're at peace, you have the high ground. So you have the high ground when you're at peace. When you're not in peace, you don't have high ground. You know, you have all kinds of things overwhelm your heart. And God is the God of the heart. Let me tell you, he's the God of the heart. And the heart needs to have peace. It says, with the heart, man believes. So your heart has to be well even to believe. And so in the areas of your life right now, you, you, you can say, man, you don't know, you know, my life, what's going on. No, I don't know. I don't know. But he knows and that he's the one who's spoken the word, not me. He knows. He loves you. He wants to help you in the middle of turmoil. Let God move in you. Let the spirit of peace be your portion. Hallelujah. You know that, uh, don't give place to the devil. That word actually means don't give the devil a foothold. It's in we're on the high ground. We have a higher ground. We have a higher ground today. Take peace. Take peace. You have a higher ground today. In the name of Jesus, you have a higher ground today. And from that ground, you have authority over the enemy. From that ground, you grab hold of the blessings of God. From that ground, your head begins to think proper. From that ground. And he says, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. <laughs> and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that called you, who also will do it. Also will do it. He's talking about peace. Do not be anxious for anything, Philippians 4, 6. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that's the story right there. Present your request to God and the peace of God. Listen, we can go around worrying, but are we are we opening ourselves up to God? Are, are we praying? Are we praising? Otherwise, you know, we're in turmoil. But God, but God. You know, I was teaching, we used to have a Christian school in uh, 
in the early years of our church, and and I used to teach chapel quite a bit. And I was teaching about our choices, that we can choose fear when something happens, or we can choose faith. And uh, so I think even in that demonstration today, say we can choose fear or we can choose peace. So I was teaching the kids, even, even when you're turning towards faith, you can feel that fear, but just keep going, start going into faith, you know. And two young brothers that night, they came into, into the school so excited the next day. That night, uh, the older brother woke up. There were like seven and eight, something like that. And he saw a spirit standing in the doorway. And of course, if you're afraid and things going, you wake up the other person, right? So he wakes up his brother and the brother couldn't see it, but he could feel something was wrong, you know? And he goes, what, what, what? Oh, this is, there's a devil in the doorway. And, uh, and there's, and they're talking in tongues by this time, right? There's a devil in the doorway. And the young brother saying to the older brother, choose faith, choose faith, choose faith. He's saying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. You know, so those two kids got rid of that thing and ran upstairs, jumped on their parents' bed. And mom's a Christian, dad's using dope, you know, bring stuff into the house. But they were so excited that they chose faith and got rid of a demonic realm. That's two, two kids. How awesome are our children when they have the ability to be able to choose and to choose peace? Teach your kids. Oh, okay, let's stop a minute. Let's choose peace now. Let's choose peace into our hearts, peace into our minds, in Jesus' name. My biggest concern right now with all this COVID stuff is the isolation of children from the community of faith. And we need to be very sensitive to them in particular. So we make sure that we're blessing them. Make sure that we're, we're ministering the word to them. Make sure that they have peace because we don't always know the turmoil in a heart because they can't explain it. They can't explain it. Hallelujah. So when we step outside of peace, we're leaving kingdom ground. Disobey the word, we leave kingdom ground. It's not that we're not saved, but we, we lose that connection of peace. Uh, greater access to bind Satan when you're in the power of peace. Greater ability to hear God when you're in the place of peace. Listen to this, Luke 10 and five says, once you enter a house, speak to the people there and say, God's blessing of peace be upon this house. If a lover of peace resides there, your peace will rest upon that household. But if you are rejected, your blessing of peace will come back unto you. There's a spiritual force that you carry that's called the spirit of peace. That's a spiritual force loose around you. Look at the power there. Look at the power to go into a place and take peace with you. What tremendous power. Colossians 3.15, let your heart always be guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of one body. And always be thankful. That always comes out. Thankful heart, right? Even in a place of rebellion, Isaiah 57.18 and here's Israel in rebellion as usual, you know. And this is what the Lord said. I have seen his ways and will heal him. I will lead him also and restore comforts unto him and to his mourners. Let me tell you today that we know people that are in rebellion. People are not where they should be. 
And, you know, maybe we use the law, the wrong prayers sometimes. Maybe we're using the wrong words sometimes. So here's God talking to a rebellious people. And I know there's different ways, different things, but he's talking to a rebellious people. He's saying, listen, I've seen his ways and I'll heal him. Do you ever look at that backslidden person or that person who doesn't know God and say, God, heal him? Ever proclaim that you know when people are healed and whole that they have they have more authority, more understanding to follow the living God? I will lead him also. Wow. And restore comforts unto him and to his mourners. That's those who love them. I create the fruit of the lips. Remember, you know, the scripture says, of course, the power of the tongue that uh, they love it, shall eat the fruit of it, that we have power in that tongue. And Jesus is saying here, and the word is saying here, listen, my power here, my power here, uh, that if a lover of peace resides there, oh, sorry, wrong scripture. It says, um, create, I create the fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him that is far off and to him that is near, saith Lord. I will heal him. I will heal him. So in the name of Jesus, you know, if you're thinking of people today and, you know, you've been praying all kinds of things. How about this? Because God gives us different keys of the kingdom. How about this? Praying that God would heal that person, that the power that God has, that he speaks peace to that person. (laughs) Hallelujah. Peace with God in Jesus name. The Lord will give strength to his people. This isn't you doing it all by yourself. Thank you, God. You give strength to me. You give strength to your people. You give strength to leadership. You give strength, God. Hallelujah. The Lord will give his people the blessing of peace. Wow. Are you his people today? I receive the blessing of peace. Receive the blessing of peace. I just stop open myself up and receive the blessing of peace. Peace be still to troubled waters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will give his people the blessing of peace. Psalm 34, 14 says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So it's not just lying down, laying things up. Pursue peace. Thank you for peace. Thank you, God, for the power of peace. I speak peace. In Jesus' name. Psalm 37, 37 says, Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for there is a happy end to the man of peace. That in itself should be enough for us to want peace, that we would have a happy end. Hallelujah. How blessed you are when you make peace, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. Matthew 5, 9. The Amplified says this, Blessed, spiritually calm with life joy in God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace for they will express his character and be called the sons of God carry peace we are the sons of God hallelujah so what are some things maybe we need to sidetrack or get away from in some of this stuff and uh and that state of inner peace that we need I love uh, the scripture, and I'm trying to find my notes here on it. Um, God was talking to the prophet. He was complaining, just complaining away. 
And uh, he said to him, listen, I'll restore you to the state of inner peace. And sorry, I don't have the reference, but the prophet was just complaining away and saying, where are you? You're not doing anything. Talk to God like this, you know. And he says, I'll restore you to a state of inner peace so that you may stand before me as my obedient representative. And if you will separate the precious from the worthless, examining yourself and cleansing your heart from unwarranted doubt concerning my faithfulness, you will become my spokesman. Listen, we need to cleanse our heart for where we've been complaining, complaining about God, complaining about things not happening. Or why isn't this happening? Why isn't this thing gone? Why isn't stop the complaining so that you can come to go into the power of peace and then have authority to pray, then have authority to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I'd like to give you one more on shalom, which means peace, of course. Shalom cannot be translated into English with a single word. Shalom comes from shalem, meaning to be complete. When there is shalom, there is tranquility, justice, sufficient food, clothing, housing, prosperity. There is divine health with no sickness. Peace, peace. Shalom means an absence of disorder, injustice, bribery. Should we be paying, praying peace over our nation, over our cities, over our towns? Shalom means an absence of disorder, injustice, bribery, corruption, conflict, lack, hatred, abuse, violence, pain. <laughs> the power of peace, come on. We need the power of peace. A proclamation. And, and my rabbi wrote this. No, that shalom means no good thing is withheld. Peace. No good thing is withheld. So today I, I pray peace. And if your children are there with you, I particularly right now I want to pray for your kids. That the spirit of peace would touch the hearts of your children. The spirit of peace would touch their minds. That they would be cocooned with that awesome gift of peace that would bring that tranquility that they need to be able to function in a world gone kind of crazy and that they are cocooned with the power of peace. Remind them that Jesus came to give them peace. What does peace mean? That tranquility, but also that authority that we carry the power of peace. God bless you. Love you guys. Talk to you again. May God bless you. Uh, I just feel like in particular, there's people that have been really, even in a place of walking away, but God's saying, don't give up now. Receive peace for the journey ahead because he is in the journey. Amen. May you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. God bless you guys. Love you. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.